And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. There's nothing better than traveling to Walt Disney World over the holidays. Right now, we have an amazing offer going on for our Disney Dads family. Tell me a little bit about it, Jamie. I'm so excited to be able to bring this incredible offer to our family, and that is if you book a vacation package now through the end of December 2019, we are giving a complimentary party ticket to either Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So contact us for details, and we can get you that incredible offer. Contact us at show at awaitwithmetravel.com, and we can't wait to get you to these amazing parties today. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason and I missed you guys last week. And uh, look, we're going to, this is a show that we're going to talk a lot about Disney tonight. Um, Probably nothing about me because I have nothing interesting going on in my life other than being so busy that I don't even know what day it is. Um, Mike, I know you're, uh, we've talked and you were just as busy. And Justin, you've had a a rash of uh, a couple of little kicks to the shins here lately too. So it's been kind of an interesting uh, week or two, guys. But listen, before we get going here, um, I, I, you know, for for a couple of views that, uh, enjoy me on the show. You noticed I wasn't there last week, and I was with my in-laws um, and my grand, my wife's grandparents, who are just absolutely incredible people. If you, you know anybody who's listened to the show before and ever ever heard me talk about them, um, I just I love them dearly. <clears throat> and uh, and I'm not getting choked up, guys. I've just <coughs> we've got a uh, rash of colds hitting the house as well as we speak too. So, uh, but anyways, guys, enough about me. Um, I missed you guys last week. I got to give you guys a lot of credit here and a lot of props because I really enjoyed that show last week. Um, I had a lot of fun with you guys um, taking it to, uh, you know, wrapping up the series, which uh, I had a lot of fun making with you guys. And um, to to be honest with you, uh, the last show is probably one of my favorites. So uh, props to you guys. So enough of enough of that. Enough of me. I want to hear about you guys, Mike. How are you doing, buddy? Good. I'm finally getting some of that Wisconsin weather. It's getting kind of cold here this week. I got some stuff done on the outside of the house. You know, kind of closing it down, getting ready for the winter. We're actually talking about snow for Friday. I'm not really happy about that, but um, but other than that, you know, the kids are uh, you know keeping busy in school, and you know we're getting ready to get to that holiday season. Halloween came and went. Um, I've successfully raided my kids' uh, trick or treat bags, and um, I've eaten way too many Reese's peanut butter cups. But uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, we're doing good. Well, first off, there's no such thing as too many Reese's peanut butter cups. So let's calm down and dial that back just a minute, okay? <laughs> um. I'll never forget one of the 
uh, Katie and I had, had moved in together. We were engaged at the time, and she came home from work <laughs> one morning because she's a nurse. And uh, I guess I maybe had you know stayed up late and maybe had a beverage or two. And um, there was nothing but like thirty of those mini Reese cup wrappers just all over the bed where I had just sat in the bed and just just <laughs> indulged on those. So. Uh, other than that, man, everything's okay here. Like Jason said, we had a couple kicks to the shin. Um, things always seem to come in threes, but everything is is great now. And uh, I'm excited to do this, man. I've missed you guys. Does you, one does the schedule feel weird whenever we're all three not there? Because I feel like I don't talk to you all as much. And two, I want to know how early is it okay to put up the Christmas tree? Because I'm ready to do it right now. I say November first. The older yes. I get, the older I get when Halloween is over with. Put it, you know, before I got married, it was after Thanksgiving. I don't want anything Christmas till after Thanksgiving. And now you get throwing a couple kids. My wife is a Christmas nut, so now I'm like, you know what? November first this year. Look, I spent I spent four hours this morning putting up a third of my Christmas lights. Yes, so I have I, I have a bunch more Christmas. Well, I have to do it before the snow gets here. Hardcore. So I mean, you can't really stake ground anything in the ground when it gets you know super cold and frozen. So I got mm-hmm. I have to do it now. Norm, I'm actually behind schedule, but uh, right now, Justin, what about you there, old Ebenezer? I, I could see him already. I know he's I, over I there. He's the like, yeah, nope. Here comes Mister Humbug. Here comes Mister Grinch. Not not till, not <laughs> till after Thanksgiving. I don't know where you guys are getting this from. I walked into Lowe's the other day, and I forgot how to get something, and I was disgusted that the Christmas trees were out already. But you know what? I understand. Yeah, no, not till after Thanksgiving. I'm going to uh, put the pump the brakes a little bit on the holidays. Try and enjoy the you know the upcoming Thanksgiving, and then after Thanksgiving, I'm listen. I'll do some Christmas shopping now, but I'm not decorating till after Thanksgiving. That's just the uh, the old traditional. But that's only like five weeks of enjoying it. But that's what makes it special because it's no. If, if, you, if you had four it up months for eight months out of the year, it wouldn't be special anymore. It's nice oh, that it's okay. only up for a short. Where do you of time. hide your turkey at? That's our game in the house. We cook the turkey and then we hide it somewhere under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> have to have everybody looking for it so <laughs> I, i'm on disney's schedule man when disney puts up christmas it's, it's okay in my house to put put christmas up agree agree heathen mike sorry <laughs> justin what are we doing tonight buddy before we go down this rabbit hole of calling each other's names because one likes christmas and the other one is, is a is a scrooge uh tonight's episode's a fun one you know for the last five weeks we spent a lot of time uh, learning about one of the most iconic attractions at Walt Disney World, the Haunted Mansion. If you missed the last five weeks, one, where were you? And two, go back and listen because we dove deep with uh, Stories with the Dads, a deep dive into the stories behind the stories of the Haunted Mansion. Um, so this week, you know what? We want to do something fun, something that gets the, the family talking. And uh, we want to see what you guys think about our top 10 best attraction vehicles that tell the story of the attraction the best. So what we mean by this, we don't mean, hey, it's the the most the favorite uh, top 10 uh, attraction vehicles, but it's the top 10 that tell the story the best. Uh, guys, when I came to you guys with this one, I think you thought, yes, one, not a lot of show prep, and two, this is fun for everybody to get into. Well, it's uh, it's definitely um, a list. Well, here's the thing: is since it's not a a show about um, our favorites, you know what I mean? These are these are I mean these are kind of mm-hmm. I mean we can base a lot of this stuff on facts, not just opinion, right? And uh, so it was a little bit easier where we weren't like hashing um, for, for three days and, and 763 text messages later on trying to come up with a top ten. I mean, you guys really don't understand. 
um, uh, and maybe you do, the amount of um, sometimes uh, <laughs> rhetoric that we throw at each other. Um, sometimes, I mean, it's all in fun, um, but we have a good time coming up with like top ten uh, personal list. Right? I mean, almost like we're we're fist fighting here. But this was a this was a good one, guys. I mean, this is this is um, uh, you know, Mike. What do you think? <laughs> Oh, I agree. I mean, there was a couple we disagreed not I wouldn't say disagreed on, but we had differences of opinions on, and I think we came up with a pretty good list, and I'm looking forward to talking about them tonight. And you know what? I'll start off with the number 10 that we kind of all agreed on, and, and, I, and I, I can agree with this, and I definitely see why it's the number 10 spot, and without this ride vehicle, it would really be hard to tell the, the story. And uh, number 10, we're going to have Splash Mountain, and I'll tell you, it's, it's a log flume, so obviously you couldn't walk through this because, you know, being a water ride, so you definitely need some side of boat. And just the actual ambiance of the actual log, you know, going through the Splash Mountain really helps tell the story as well. 100%. Well, one, this is my favorite attraction at Walt Disney World by far. It's not even close. And so to see it at number 10 is weird for me, but it does fit the bill. Um... It could, I mean, I could even see it being replaced on this list by a couple others that we, you know, we'll of course jump jump into later. The great thing about the Splash Mountain and the Log Flume is the fact that as you're as you're having the story told, you know, you're riding through uh, the Briar Patch and you're riding, you know, up uh, Chickapin Hill and you're, you're doing all this stuff. And without being inside the flume. I don't think there's another way to tell a story, like you said, Mike. Now, another thing you might not notice is on the front of the log flume, there is a rabbit on the front of your log flume. And so you are on this journey with Br'er Rabbit, and Br'er Rabbit on the front of the log flume is how he escapes at the end of the attraction by jumping uh, into the briar patch, going down the hill, and escaping Br'er Fox and Br'er's Bear's Grass. So um, I think it does a great, great job of telling the story. Of course, the music and everything helps along with that. Jay, what are you well, thinking? I'm going to agree with you 100. I mean, this the most uh, you know iconic part of this ride is the 50 foot drop. I mean, it is a 50 foot drop into the Briar Patch. Um, it would make no sense at all to ride anything else over the waterfall other than a log. So it is absolutely a perfect, um, a, a perfect. Uh, it's actually yes. <laughs> I missed you. See what happens when you take a week off. You get all oh, I'm just, mush I'm mouth. Just, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, that I've ring been rust. up since 3.30. I'm just spent. But anyways, yeah. Take us to number nine, Mike. Uh, number nine, definitely. You know, this This is a huge part of this. I, I, I would have had this higher up on the list. And uh, we're going to go with number nine, Test Track. And, you know, it's it's a car. You know, you're there for an actual test track on, you know, the, the the road course and, you know, going through all the simulators of driving. And, I mean, that's how do you get better than a car for Test Track? Well, it's not going to be a horse or buggy. I mean, you can't you can't use any other – I mean, this this whole – GM, I mean, before that, it was, um, uh, what was it before that? That uh, It was always GM, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, anyways, it's a car. I mean, <laughs> you can't, you cannot do any other thing other than a car. I mean, it's that's all there is to it. So as we're going through, you know, Mike kind of saved me this week. I, I told you, Jay. So my, my starter went out, and I have no idea about cars at all. And I call Mike, and I have him on speakerphone. And I'm literally holding my phone to the engine of my car, being like, what's wrong with this? And he's, you know, just because the sound. 
Uh, Mike, you're the mechanic of this group. Yeah. You know, you you've worked on cars your whole life. Uh, I think we've talked about it before, but do you prefer the old version of Test Track or the new version of Test Track? I prefer the old version much better. Uh, I loved going through the queue, you know, in the old version where it had the toolboxes and the tools and the parts and all the stuff out. And, um, you know, listen, I, my entire career I've been working on cars, you know, and I'm a, you know, supervisor of mechanics now. And uh, I've been in lots of shops and I enjoy walking through that shop of Disney because obviously it's a clean shop, a lot cleaner than a lot of other shops I've been through. And I, I really enjoyed the story of the GM test facility. You know, I've been to the GM Training Center in Tarrytown, where I actually went for new car vehicle uh, uh, software training and whatnot. So I've been to very similar places like that, which is really cool. And they did a very good job representing it. The new version, yeah, it's, it's okay. I just prefer the old version better. Did I tell you that I actually went to a training facility, too, not, um, for a car? I'm- so I went. They made me wear this um, overall. <laughs> And they painted my face yellow and put black checkers? dots all over me. Yeah, checkers <laughs> on me. And then just said, sit here. It's fine. You'll be all right. Just don't move. And uh, buckled me in, and there you go. You know, the, the thing, too, about the the ride vehicle for Test Track is you feel like it's a car. You don't feel like it's a – you're getting into a, you know, per se, like ride vehicle for an attraction. Once you're in, even the way the seatbelt straps – the you know the way the the seats are are molded and the the windshield you know you hit that what I call tunnel of light where you can't see for twelve seconds afterwards but the the wind hitting you in the face and it's just it's perfect I I really do think this is one of the best ride vehicles to tell the story because like I said there's no other way to tell the story other than the way they did it agree I absolutely agree I mean that's that's a good ride, though, man. Isn't that a lot of fun? That's probably one of my most favorite family good. rides. Um, but, you know, you were talking about the test dummies, and that's exactly how, what I think about all you people who ride this next one, and that would be the Tower of Terror. And um, I'm not calling you dummies if you ride the Tower of Terror, but, hey, you know, I mean, not saying that. What happens if it snaps and you come crashing down? You might as well be wearing one of those suits. Um m- one of my most least favorite rides, I, I really do not like this ride. Uh, however, there's no other way to do this ride without getting in the elevator. It's probably, for a kid, the most terrifying ride system there is, I would say. Just for the fact of the unknown. Look, when you get an elevator on its own, just a regular elevator. I mean, look, as you get older, you get used to it. You get on elevators. But I remember getting on as a kid, and you see the door shut, and you're in a small space, and you think, uh, you know, how long am I going to be here? You know, it's just a weird concept to put yourself in a small box, let the doors close, and then it's going to raise you high into the air. Now to raise you, lower you, and not just that, but it leaves the elevator shaft at one point to tell the story, you know, and, and make stops to tell the story. Um, I think it's great. And I think that the way they did it with the the staggered seating too, mm-hmm. with the three rows, to where no matter what your height is, or no matter like how you know, you always are going to have a good view of the story. Uh, I think it's I think it's perfect. I, you said this whole list is about could you do this without the ride system that they have in place? You can't. There's no there is no physical way to do this attraction. With that with that ride elevator too, it has that 
look of being in a boiler room, taking a service elevator. It's got that decoration behind it that really also sets the mold to the story. It's not just an actual car. It's not a free fall ride. It's got that dank look to it like it's been in a cellar like it's a service elevator that you know if you've ever ridden a service elevator before in a, in a factory or some kind of building it's got that same kind of look and i think they pull it off really well with that ride oh definitely um i i, I love that attraction i know jay that's not that is your least favorite uh moving on to number your seven Just, on justin's a, least favorite <laughs> oh moving on to number seven we're going to move to my least favorite attraction, and that is what we call Mission Space. Uh, but I have to agree, it deserves to be on this list because it is a fantastic ride vehicle that without this, you don't have the story. And the fact that they use this particular way to uh, have you not only see and touch uh, the, the story that's being told on your mission to Mars, but also to feel it is is amazing. The... Uh... Geez, I, I don't know. The first time I rode this thing was um, all I could think of was uh, be, being an astronaut's not for me. I mean, you're tight. That's a tight quarters, man. Look, if you're if you're claustrophobic, man, could you imagine being jammed like that for a couple of days? Oh, Ugh, there's no. just no. I mean, no. that's like those and cave. Those people that do the um, the cave explorations where they gotta. Like spelunking. Oh, you know, you gotta let out you know eighty percent of your oxygen because you gotta squeeze through this tight crook and oh you're too big and you know i'm like no no that's not gonna happen mm-hmm. so um this is like the real deal man this really feels like um you're in a space capsule i mean they do a great job with that but keeping in in you know with the show there's nothing you else that you can get into that is going to give you this number one the g-force that you're going to feel and number two this this feel of um, uh, being in space. I mean, this is this is the only thing that is going to give you this ride. Oh, if that makes sense at all. <laughs> of course, it's going to be the only thing that's going to give you this ride. But it's the only thing that fits for this ride. Right. L- little side note: Justin omitted this from the actual list when we were making up our list, and I, I, I guess, did. I left it I off. guess because yeah. he's a little uh, afraid of this one. But I know that the next one coming up is something that Justin's not afraid of, and uh, I was surprised to see it at our number six on our list. But I kind of agree with it as well. And that's the Dumbo ride. You can't ride Dumbo unless you're on Dumbo. I mean, <laughs> right? It, it tells it tells the story perfectly. I mean, when you and one. It's hard to make any Disney list with not have without having some sort of attractions based on just pure love mm-hmm. of Disney too. You know, I mean, like that's that's the iconic visual you get whenever you see commercials and you see the family and Dumbo. But whenever you're talking about Dumbo is going for flight, I mean, you're mm-hmm. riding on Dumbo's back pretty much. I mean, it's 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 an iconic iconic ride system. Can you imagine if you're like you get to ride Dumbo and it's just some boring right. car and just pictures of Dumbo everywhere. It'd be like, well, I don't want to go do that. I can do that at a fair. What am I doing mm-hmm. that for? Yeah, and you get to control them. Do you like the? I love the new queue system they put in a few years oh, ago. Oh, it's the like best. Oh, it's fantastic. Where you go in, get your pager, and the kids can run mm-hmm. around and play and don't have to. You know, you can sit there and relax and have you know have a popcorn and a soda and do all that. It's it's just the best. I wish they would do that with more and more. 
of those sorts of those sorts of uh, attractions. Do you think Disney's missing the mark with? And I know Disney's pretty, you know, not uh, they're they're changing towards alcohol. But do you think they're missing the mark on a place like that where you could at least get a beer and sit down? Yes, I, I think they're I missing do. out. I'm on team. I think yeah. I think a lot of people are are on team no alcohol in Magic Kingdom. Um, I I think it's I look. I think that train's coming, and I think you might as well get ready for it. They're looking at it from a revenue right. profit, you know. But the whole point to it is people don't want a Saturday at Food and Wine type mm-hmm. of atmosphere. But you don't get that at Magic Kingdom. It's a different feel. Don't you agree? Yeah, I'm, I've been persuaded. I used to be hardcore no alcohol at Magic Kingdom. I mean, if you go back, you know, a couple of years, that's that was my stance. And I'm very uh, – I have become very um, open to that concept because – Look, even a Saturday um, w- during food and wine, I mean, people aren't stumbling around dunk- drunk, you know, puking in the bushes. I don't see it. You know what I mean? Very rarely do you see somebody that's really, really hammered, you know? So, and and, and that's, uh, that's, there's no reason why people like that should ruin it for everybody else. Just have them escorted out, you know? You get your first warning, second time, bam. I mean, you know, it's not a hard concept as far as, you know, disciplining adults when it comes to um, Disney, but... Man, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of leaning towards there's more and more opportunities that maybe maybe Disney should take a look at. Because, man, look, you're with the kids all day. Could you imagine? It's like, oh, you know, I would really like a drink. I mean, it's yep. <laughs> it, it happens. I mean, I'm on vacation, so. Dole Whip with rum at Disney, at Magic Kingdom? That, How awesome would that be? I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be an in-your-face kind of thing. It's not going to have bar carts all over the right. place. But you know what? It's pretty subtle at Hollywood Studios, and it's pretty subtle at Animal Kingdom. And, and you know, in Epcot, it's there. But you don't have those problems at the other three parks, and I don't think you would have that problem at Magic Kingdom either. Well, think about, too, if they put in, like, a lounge, that, like like just an outdoor lounge, let's say, over near Dumbo, Right. Where you could go, you're sitting on a, a large patio, not even seating, large standing patio with huge tables, you know, communal style. And, you know, like for Katie likes to go ride that stuff with Rye. I go ride that stuff with Rye. Rarely do we all mm-hmm. do it because it's, you know, you can only fit me and Riley or Katie and Riley. You know what I mean? Right. Three's a crowd. That's that, kind of our that's break. That's where the whole th- yep. Three's a yep. big crowd. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of our break for uh-huh. one of us, whoever's, you know, getting that, getting that 10, 15 minute break. Uh, man, to have that would just be, be huge. And you see it, Mike, you said it perfectly. Look, it's, it doesn't have to be bam, you know what I mean? Big Bud Light right. signs, you know, flashing and stuff like that. Like really theme it, put it back in the corners. And and give hey, you throw that a option. two drink really minimum, or three two drink maximum per day. Then if you if you if you're gonna be you know, well they you've already seen the change inside the mm-hmm. restaurants. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, when BR guests came in, that was you know you could get it there, and now it's been expanded to all sit down dining, mm-hmm. all table service dining. Um, I had a beer. I had two beers at uh, when I was there a couple weeks ago. You know, right before the right. Halloween party. So what's the difference? And also, what does it change when somebody? You know, let's say sits at the mm-hmm. poly by the pool, crushes yeah. you know beer and 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 all that over there in the hot sun, and then just rides the monorail over to to Magic Kingdom. They're already at that state. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no, you, you can't skip it there. So I'm with you, man, hundred percent. Yeah. Little rabbit hole there. We all went that, down. That I think happens. we know the that Disney dads, But you know that uh, I think that's I think definitely lead us into the next rabbit hole that I want to go down and. Um, Probably not a ride I want to do intoxicated 
However, it fits this top 10 perfectly, and that's Peter Pan's Flight. Because how else are you going to ever get to Neverland? It's that very cool being in the ship and flying over the whole land, uh, seeing them look miniature. Uh, it, it's a re- I can never understand why that has a two-hour wait sometimes, but <laughs> with that kind of ride vehicle that it is... <laughs> I hey guess man, we're not know, knocking on the ride here, dude. We're not. Don't don't be raining on somebody's parade. All you all you first time Disneyers, you have to do that. Go wait in line. <laughs> Freeze up everything else for me. Uh, they've changed the queue too. They added a little bit more to it, so it's. Uh, I've done it, but yeah, no, it's it it's a, it's definitely cool. It gives you that feeling of flying, and you're in that little pirate ship in the air, which is cool. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you talk about an attraction that you could use wine mm-hmm. for the queue. Now this is this is the one. Um, yeah, I I I have to honestly say I've never waited in the queue, but the ride system vehicles themselves are fantastic. I mean, look, you know the story. If you were to walk up and you didn't look at the name, you don't know what the what the attraction's about. You have no clue, but you look at the ride vehicle. You can already pretty much deduce. Okay, I'm in. Some sort of pirate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, attraction. It's either Pirates of the Car- Car- uh, Caribbean, which it's not, because you can tell from the, you know, murals and stuff like that around. So you honestly, you know just from that what you're about to do. And then just to the way it takes off and the way it sways, you know, uh, from side to side and moves around and transports you to Neverland. It's perfect. It is It is an absolutely perfect, perfect uh, attraction vehicle, and I think I honestly think the attraction vehicles are the reason this uh, uh, this attraction has the the weight it does. Because I think kids see them coming through, mm-hmm. they see the pirate ships, they see and they go, "Mom, I want to ride that. I want to ride that. That's that's the one I want to ride." You know, they look over at Small World. It's a simple, boring boat. You know, you look around. You have the carousel, which is great, but you know, it's the carousel. I mean, I love the carousel just for the historical mm-hmm. aspect. Philhar Magic, you can't even see inside. You know, it's just a building. This has that visual appeal to where every kid walking through Fantasyland goes, that's the one. That's the one I want to ride right there. Um, Probably one of uh, – that will always be one of my favorite attractions, you know, on a personal note, okay? Um, I, I really can't add any more to that other than that is – there's you can't ride a magic carpet, you know, through there. You can't – you know, you can't just – hop on any old ride it just wouldn't make sense you know it has to be that ride vehicle um and the overhang the overhead ride system track system is is absolutely perfect for that uh, mike do you have anything to add on to peter pans no pretty hmm. much covered it. well good because i'm i know you guys got a lot more to talk about when it comes to this next one um because i know this is a fan favorite i think for all three of us and uh, that's moving on to the jungle cruise guys and um Look, I'm just gonna just hand it over to you guys because uh, this is this is a fun one. Well, you can't have a riverboat journey without a riverboat, and uh, like I said, when we were talking about the other one before about the Tower of Terror, how the actual ride vehicle has a lot of details to it. Well, I think that that this one also has an extremely amount of details to it, and it gives you that you know back back in the jungle type of riverboat. Uh, besides the obvious, you know, story that's told by the skipper, you know, by the uh, Jungle Cruise captains, the actual Jungle Cruise boat does an amazing job transforming you in, and playing a huge part in that ride. It's fantastic. I, I think they do a couple things really well. They could have done smaller boats, and I think that would have taken away from 
the the attraction because the size of the boat and the fact that you're grouped with other families and you're on this journey together and you have kind of a ringleader with your skipper and you always notice whenever people first get on they're everyone's shy but about halfway through you know you're on this journey through through your you know, if you're not having fun you're in denial <laughs> oh I'll see what I did there um but yeah you know you're you're going and it tells the story perfectly I'm really interested to see how the new Jungle Cruise movie is going to be. Because, look, when you talk about ride attraction vehicles telling a story, the whole movie is going to be them on a boat, right. you know, telling this story. So it is, I for me, the perfect, perfect way to tell it. And even the little things from having the canopy over the top to where they limit your view of what you're seeing. They, you know, it's, it's just, it's iconic. I even like the fact that the seats are... Um, like bench seats, yep. right? Instead of going side to side to side, like you see on pirates or like you see on, um, um, you know, all the other w- water attractions, really. This one, you're in the round almost, and they have people sit in the middle, and it's almost like they've loaded this boat right. down with supplies, and then they go, all right, now there's room for you if you want to sit on It's really is an intimate setting, though. I mean, you're sitting close to everybody. You're making eye contact with a lot of people. You're laughing together. Um, look, this is the original Gilligan's Island, except you just, you just mm-hmm. haven't stranded, but you're on with a bunch of strangers, and who knows where this boat's going to take us, you know? So, um, uh, guys, I, you, you can't, like Mike said, I mean, you can't be in a canoe and do this. I mean, it would. Yeah, if you had, if you had the small world boat in that, it wouldn't make any sense. No, no, you're like a log. It'd be or a log flume. I mean, that would be just. I mean, come on, you know you're going to get crushed by a rhino and eaten by an alligator if you're in a in a, a log flume. I mean, so this is this is the only way that you're going to be able to pull this right off with the attraction. And the thing is, is um, it is such an intricate part of the ride that you even mentioned it yourself with the new movie that the whole movie is going to be based on this boat. Yeah. So there's nothing. I mean, it, there's no there's no other way to word it, or no other way to try to change this ride on a different ride system. There's no other way. This is it. Well, you said it perfectly too. With the Jungle Cruise, if you had a small boat and you are going through, you're going to be crushed by a rhino. You're going to be crushed by a hippopotamus. You're going to be eaten by a tiger. And if all those things happen, it's going to take you to our next one. Our number three on the list of best ride vehicles to tell the story, the Haunted Mansion. Well, we just finished up a long journey talking about the Haunted Mansion and the Doom Buggy. I mean, what a classic car. Uh, You know, we obviously dove into a lot of the story on that the last few weeks. Uh, If you missed out, definitely go back, like Justin said, and listen to it. But that Doom Buggy, I mean, as the bar lowers itself, as you're being pushed out the attic and you're going down into the graveyard scene, it really plays a huge part into your ride. I mean, those those Doom Buggies are just an iconic Disney, you know, ride vehicle. Well, you can't have a bench. You know, you can't you can't ride this ride with, um, uh, you can't, like originally it was supposed to be a walkthrough. You you can't do this. This Doom Buggy is, you know, when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, it's it's just like the um, the apples at the fair, you know, where you get in and you twist around. Um, but there's a reason why it's parabolic, and that's because Disney or the the Doom Buggy itself has you look where it wants you to look. You know, up to and including when Constance pushes you out the window and you go backwards down into the graveyard. I mean, that there you can't. There's not another ride system that's going to work for that. It has to be this particular ride system. It's perfect. It and the fact that the Doom buggy resembles a 
a tomb or a sarcophagus. Um, I'm using that word because I said the word sarcophagus the other day because Katie bet me I couldn't rhyme something with esophagus. And so I said sarcophagus, <laughs> and she accused me of making up fake words. Um, so anyway, everyone send Katie messages that sarcophagus is a real word. Um, but it looks it looks like a tomb. You know, it's, it's taking through. And the fact that without the doom buggy, you don't hear the story that you are being told throughout with the ghost host. You don't, you don't hear Madame Leota. You don't hear, if it would be just a bellowing sound within mm-hmm. the mansion, you have that direct contact. And that's what I'd love to is because the doom buggy makes this attraction individualized. It makes it to where it's not, you're not there with everyone. You are there to be the thousand taunt. It's not everyone else. And so that sound going directly into your ears of the ghost host is talking to you, not talking to everyone else. And I, I don't think you could do the, you know, this, 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 uh, the doom buggy resembles a lot of other Omni, Omni movers. You know, when you talk about little mermaid, talk about those, but they don't tell the story the way this does, in my opinion. And the iconicness of the attraction is, you know, it puts it up at our list. True. True. But going back to telling the story, you can't tell the story without that ride system. Can you imagine what it would be like? You know, like you said, they tested, not only this, but they also tested Pirates um, as being a walkthrough, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? At P- I would get so frustrated. I, one, I would get frustrated at people because they'd be stopping. But two, I'd get frustrated because people would tell me to quit stopping. You know, I, I could spend forever walking through that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it holds the same timeless, you know, uh, classic fashion that it does now if it's a walk-through attraction. I mean, it's a busy day on a busy day. I mean, yeah. it would it would it would just take a look, the doom buggy makes it um a very personable ride. You're on there with your family. It's air conditioned. You get in the doom buggy. You can't see anything else but what's in front of you. Yeah, it's personalized. It is 100% personalized. It's about you. And like you said, they want you to be the thousandth ghost. Well, you have to make it a point to look around. If yes. you don't want to be by yourself, mm-hmm. you have to make it a point to reach out and look left or right to notice other people around there. Mike, do you ever, when your family's down there, do you guys ever go walk through the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse? I did it once on our first trip, but I've never done it again. That's my point. Because once you do it, it feels like it's Monday. It's just, it's okay. It's fine. You know, it's cool to go up and see some stuff. It's cooler in Disneyland because they have the Tarzan overlay. Um, but it's, you know, it is what it is. It's, you walk through. Now, imagine this. Imagine if an Omni mover took you through the Swiss family tree. Swiss family tree. Wow, that's really hard to say, people. Swiss <laughs> family treehouse. Uh, you would probably do it more often. Of course. I do enough walking in Disney all yeah, day as it I'm is. Lazy. The last thing I want to exactly. do is spend more time walking. I'm looking forward to that five-minute ride yes. sitting down. I 100% agree with you, Mike. 100%. I would do that even if it was outside. How fun would that be, though, to just zip me around the tree and let me just look at the different areas and, and narrate? I don't want to think. Narrate it for me, guys. Come on. I'm on vacation. My mind is fried because I'm sitting here on alert with a bunch of kids. You know, narrate it for me. Tell me what I'm looking at. Yeah. <laughs> Well, think about having like a dumbbell system, right? To where you—that's what's called, right? Dumbbell. That's what people call me, but dumbbell, like where you put put dumb waiter. Is that it? Dumb waiter. Oh yeah, dumb waiter. Okay, sorry. I've been called dumbbell enough that just sticks in my brain. (laughs) Hey, dumbbell. Um, 
but anyway, so you your your Omni Mover moves in. It takes you up to the top of the tree, and then almost does like a spiral coming all the way down the tree, telling the story. And you get the music, and you get the the you know what you're seeing. It'd sure. be perfect. It so. could be geared. You don't even need to have uh, electricity to to bring you down. Just have it geared down, yeah. or just gravity feed you down. Listen up, Disney. We're giving you an idea. You could be we on next are. year's we list. Are. Now, this one, this next one here, guys, um, I have zero, zero um, input in because I haven't done it. However, it is a very obvious one. And um, I know Mike and I are both very excited to try this. However, Justin, you did get to try this. And that would be our Smuggler's Run. I've done it twice now. There's two things you have to say that to, that says this is why this should be number two on the list. One, it's interactive, and two, you're on the Millennium Falcon. The <laughs> ride vehicle the ride. is the Millennium Falcon. Are you kidding me? Right. Even if you're not a Star Wars fan, which Katie is not, she's never. I don't think she's ever seen any of them. Katie, she loves it because it is so in, interactive. It is so just everywhere you look, it's from the movie. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, everything. And that is the ride vehicle the entire time. You're sitting in the pilot's chair, you're sitting in the gunner's chair, you're sitting in the engineer's chair, and you are interacting with the ride system to make the actual attraction go. So the better you do, the more you see. You know, it's just it's it's perfect. Now let me let me interrupt you there for a second, all right? Because this is not a spoiler. But when you are piling, are there actually hydraulics on the ride where your your ride vehicle is moving? Yes. Or is it just, it is? Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah, yeah. So when you, I, I don't know if you move left, if it moves left. I don't know, man. It's so interactive that I was concentrating so hard. Because I've been the pilot and I've been um, the gunner. And I was concentrating so hard that I almost lost what was going on around me. Mm-hmm. I need to spend more time doing that next time. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so there's two seats. There's the pi- There's two pilots, two gunners, two engineers. The two pilots, want, if you sit on the left side, you move left and right. So you move the, the Millennium Falcon left and right. If you sit on the right side, you move it up and down. So you're you're with your other pilot you know, trying to, trying to get through this. Dude, it's like a huge video game. You know? And then the gunners sit behind. I think it's the gunners next. Yeah. And they are, you know, uh, um, you pushing the button to like shoot, you know, at the, at the, you know, different things trying to take you down. And then the engineers in the back are doing whatever. I don't know. I've never been an engineer. Um, but it's fantastic. I mean, it, everything about it I loved. I really did have a lot of fun. I think you got to go into it knowing you're there to have fun. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be a fun attraction no matter what. We let Riley pilot. We let Riley and Katie pilot it. Riley did Riley did great. She she did phenomenal. Katie, it was time to go in hyperspace and and they're like pull the lever, and she didn't pull the lever. And I'm like pull the lever. You just hear me screaming <laughs> from the back. Pull. The, she's like what lever? I'm like all of them. Just pull them all. It's like it's just it's great, man. It is a lot of fun, but. There's not too many attractions where your ride vehicle is the attraction. What that Star Tours, and you know the it, it is such a great attraction, but it has nothing on the ride vehicle system for our number one um, ride vehicles that tell a story, tell the story the best. And guys, if you're doing that, you're going over to Animal Kingdom 
and you are heading to Pandora, and you are getting on Flight of Passage to journey through Pandora on your own Banshee. Riding on the back of a Banshee. You know, we'll try and do it justice, but riding this is an actual experience, and it's something that we... We'll base an entire day at Animal Kingdom around this ride and this ride attraction because it's just an amazing experience. And even though you're on kind of like a motorbike feel of, of uh, like almost a motorcycle of what you're feeling like you're on, but you're actually on a Banshee. And that ride vehicle is, plays a huge part in that. Uh, I've never, ever been on anything like that. I know there's some other rides in Universal that might have something similar to that. But for Disney, this is above and beyond one of the best ride vehicles experiences that you could possibly be on jason you agree with me on that one yeah man i mean you're on a banshee i mean and not only are you on a banshee but you're 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 taken on this trip because of this banshee and and it's one of the most visually beautiful rides i've ever experienced there's nothing else you're going to get on i mean it would be silly to jump on a spaceship and 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 have this you know, it'd be silly to do, you know, it, it, nothing else is going to work. This is the ride vehicle that has to be in place for this thing. Disney knocked it out of park with this one. I, I really think they did. Well, even the, it, the ride vehicle system itself serving as your transport, you know, your connection to your Banshee with the flashing lights at the beginning. Um, and two, the fact that you can feel the Banshee breathing, you know, on, on your legs, like you can feel it. <gasps> And at one point, you know, it lands in the cave, and I don't want to give away too much just because people haven't had a chance to be there. But and it's been on a long flight, so it's kind of out of breath, and you can feel it take those big, deep breaths. There is no other attraction vehicle that literally comes to life like that. I mean, it comes to life. You, if if you can, you know, take yourself out of reality for a minute, which is what you should be doing, anyways. You're on the back of a banshee in Pandora. It's amazing. It's it's by far the greatest attraction vehicle at Disney that tells the story the best. I, there, and I I would be hard pressed for anyone to uh, to doubt us on that one because it is it is a no no brainer on that one. Before we go into any honorable mentions, because I know we got a couple here, I wanted to just explain something and shed some light on our on our thing here. Um, let, let, let me use the Pirates of the Caribbean for an example. Um, you can actually walk through that. I mean, they could just throw concrete in that water, and we could walk through, and it would be the exact same attraction, you know, minus um, you know going over a bridge during the the, the shooting of the um, cannibal scene. You know what I mean? Um, you know uh, the um, small world. I mean, it's it's you could. We could walk through that, or we could just ride, ride Omni, any vehicle. Omni mover, yeah. Omni mover through it, right, right. So, I mean, there are a lot of rides that, I mean, I want to reinforce that. These aren't our favorite rides. It's just, these are the actual rides that, um, this is the vehicle that will, is the best fit for that attraction. Mm-hmm, so, because I know people are kind of scratching their head a little bit right now going, wait a minute, what about this? Well, it wouldn't fit, you know, because we can do, uh, we can do other things with that. Um I know we have some honorable mentions, guys. Um, number one is uh, Spaceship Earth. 
You know what I like about Spaceship Earth? Besides it being your time travel machine, you know, which is kind of cool, uh, it's interactive. You know, a lot of that ride also depends on the well, on the back half of it. You know, when you're coming off that, you get to answer questions. And I've changed up my answers all the time, and I've gotten different responses and gotten to see little different videos. But uh, it, it, it's that time travel, you know, it's got that that odd car feel, and I, and I like that. It's one of my honorable mentions that I thought we wanted to add to the list. And we kind of talked about it with with haunted mansion as well that it does tell you that story in your ear to where it does Mm -hmm. feel personal Mm -hmm. you know your your story through time up until your existence is now personal you know uh with dame judy dench and you know of course we'll be getting the the overhaul i'll be interested to see if we will get a new not new ride system but if they will update the I'm hoping they update the, uh, you know, the the end of the attraction pictures and stories and everything to get something new. But yeah, it's it's a great one. Um, even the way it takes you all the way up, and then your journey back down is what's next. Yeah, through space. Uh, I, I'm, I um I'm not going to add anything onto that. Uh, you guys stated it perfectly. What I will do is pull us into the um, our our next honorable mention. Actually, our last honorable mention. And um, and this is actually a good one, and, and and you know we could probably fist fight to add this to the top ten because it probably could could easily fit up there. But that would be the uh, Soren ride, guys. Um, there's really, I guess any 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 I mean, look. There's really no other way to enjoy this attraction unless you're sitting in a seat like this and um, in the the three tier. Was it was it nine nine sections three by three or is yeah, it three yeah. by two? Yep. Yep. I mean, there's there's no really no other way to enjoy the uh, attraction, unless you're in this kind of a ride system, uh, with the hydraulics and the um, you know the up and down motion. Um, do you guys agree with me? It's it's fantastic. Uh, I I I love the feel of flight. The only thing the only thing that pushes Soren out of the top ten for me is you. It has a sense of there's not a personal aspect to it. Okay. If you you know like uh, unless I'm wearing horse blinders. Yep. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. Then I I realize where I am and what I'm doing. It's hard right, to I, escape reality. Right. Because I'm still looking at the dude's planner war, et cetera, above me. <laughs> exactly. You know. I mean, I really. I'm sorry I mean, honestly, about that, man. My bad. So Jeez. I mean, it's you know, it is what it is. You know, it's like, man, you really had to take your shoes off, dude. <laughs> um. So, but you know, the thing is, is. Uh, here, here's where I kind of think Disney missed a mark on it. And I'm not criticizing Disney because I love Soren. Um, I think it would have been a much more exhilarating if they would have had a backstory with it. And I would have loved a, you know, l- like, why not make it a Rocketeer ride where you're actually standing up in a ride? You know what Ooh, I mean? And then cool. had it, um, you know, had it, uh, I mean, look, Rocketeer is Disney. I mean, you're flying through the air. You know, we could have made it a stand-up ride so it would be a lot more exhilarating. You know, I don't care if you're not afraid of heights. You're still going to go <gasps> if you're standing up over the edge there. And, uh, you know, we could have made it a little bit more intimate, more personal. You know, maybe had uh, 25 people write it. I know it would, you know, I, I know I'm just pulling this off the top of my head. But, you know, it's uh, it, it could have done a couple things different. So I agree with you. Mike? I do like it. I kind of feel like that ski lift type feel even though sometimes you're blinded by somebody's feet in front of you uh it gives you that weightless feeling you know if you kind of take yourself out of the the if you like justin said if you kind of when you're in flight of passage if you pay attention to what's going on on the screen in front of you you really get to imagine and i feel like 
the weightlessness of the type of chair lift that it is. And if you just kind of focus on the screen, as long as you don't get the, the bent version, uh, you know, if you're dead center and you can really focus, I, I think that the ride vehicle plays a huge part in that and really adds to the ride. Can I, can we, can we touch on that for a second here? I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. I, I noticed what you guys were saying there and it was like the last four or five times I must've been lucky because I was riding dead center. I did get that outside one. Um, that's kind of like I was almost embarrassed for Disney. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where the 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 you know the, the Eiffel Tower is bent like a banana. And I'm like, what is going on with this? So I, I think there there's there's could have been something different about that. I don't I don't know. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, it's, smaller. You you put less seats in there. It's all you do. Well, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. We could have done less seats and made it um, a little bit more visually appealing. Um, uh, instead of because look, Soren takes a lot of heat for that. A lot of a lot of heat that people won't even ride it, you know. And then they added that what they I think they added another screen too. Soren doesn't really have that much of a weight. It's not bad. Thirty minutes, no, forty minutes. Yeah, now. I mean, it used to be you know big, but you know it's uh, but it definitely deserved an honorable mention. Well, you know the interesting thing about this list is I think it's going to change a lot over the next couple of years. Because when you look at Guardians coming in, I mean sure. that that ride system is state of the art. I mean it's fantastic. Right. The, the rise of rise of the rise um, of resistance. resistance. You know, I mean you know. you've Tron, Tron, yeah, Tron. You know? I mean absolutely, guys. You've got you've got some stuff coming in that is really going to be. I mean, what are we going to see with Ratatouille? What you know, it's yeah. you, you've got a lot of great stuff coming in that is going to be very very interesting. Um, Mike, you know, you and I were going back and forth on this top ten. One of the honorable mentions you said, and uh, we'll you know we'll close up this with this, is uh, one of my favorite favorite attractions because it has Walt's name on. It's the only attraction in Walt Disney World with Walt's name on it, and that's Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like you know what I'd like what you said because it is an interesting point to why it should be on this list and why it should be nominated to be on this list. A revolving theater. I mean, where else are you going to get that? You know, and that's a, a revolving theater that tells a story. And if that theater didn't revolve and go from scene to scene to scene, you really wouldn't have that ride. Yeah, yeah. It's and too, it's you don't see it too many. I, I, I don't. I don't think you see it in any other parks, do you? Revolving theater like I, that? I've never seen anything like that before, ever. Yeah. So I mean, we think about the World's Fair. I mean, that's that's state of the art. So, um, and I think that is the importance of a list like this is that Walt's vision of an attraction wasn't just the story that was told. It was the ride vehicles, you know, were part of the story. I mean, it was it was literally thought down to that much detail of, okay, you know, how are we going to tell the story by moving people through it? So I, uh, I, I really think that Disney does a fantastic job, and they were ahead of the curb with making ride vehicles that told the story of their attractions. And now everyone else does it too. So, you know, everyone else can thank Walt Disney for his contribution to that. No, a lot of these attractions we talked about, you know, we gave our top 10 list. And, you know, some of these attractions, they have these, what do they call it, the photo pass that comes up in your, uh, your, your memories when you're looking on your MDE account. You know, they get those perfect ride shot photos. But we don't need perfect ride shot photos because we have an amazing Facebook group that has some Awesome pictures. And you know what that brings me to? My favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week, sponsored by Away With Me Travel. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. 
All right, Jason, since we missed you the last week and uh, we got to steal all of your picks, why don't you take us to your first pick of the week? Oh, this is, this is uh, well, thank you, by the way, and uh, you're an upstanding guy. I don't care what Justin says about you <laughs> behind your back, and it's all good stuff, and I promise that. Um, I'm going to go with Adam Austin, tearing it up on a cruise, and uh, look from the, the – the pictures uh, are looking great, and I'm looking. I know Adam's a, Adam's a good guy, and he's having a great time with his son. And good for you guys. Um, oh, and, and not to mention, I mean, he throws in the word "Castaway K." Man, I tell you what, it's hard to find a better island than that. It's my favorite place on planet Earth. I know that. I absolutely uh, love it. Having a great time. Uh, Mike, go ahead and give me yours, buddy. I'm going to pick, it's not really a pick of the week, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. It's from a very special member of our Disney family, and it's a video that was on our group. And it was our good buddy, Dan, who was a little tired of the snow, feeling a little homesick, wanted to be around Disney, and he just was expressing his desire to be in Disneyland, California, where we're all going to be soon in a few more months. And he did a great music video, uh, got him ironing his poncho, had me laughing. So even though it's not a physical picture of the week, it was a great video. So Dan, you got my vote for the pick of the week. Dude, the music, when it goes like, and it was his poncho, like, you know, he's like (laughs) iron moving over the poncho. This is fantastic. I texted him. I was like, that's that's awesome, man. That's because he was. Look, here's the thing, guys. We on the Disney Dads cruise, we got to know all these people and we got to know their families. And they're like, fan. I mean, like, look, we talk to them all the time. Like, they're amazing, you know. And so I texted Dan. I was like, dude, that was awesome. I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm going to move on to mine. Mine, you know what? We the one thing we had this past week with it being. Halloween was a ton, a ton of Halloween pictures of all the kids in their in their Halloween costumes, and a lot of them keeping it Disney and and just having a great time. Um, but I'm going to give my shout out and my pick of the week to Cheryl Pavia, who uh, posted a picture of her son Alec, and um, he was wearing his pirate outfit, absolutely rocking it, man, looking amazing, Alec. I uh, I have a pirate outfit, and I will wear that thing everywhere. So rock that pirate outfit. Hope you had an awesome, awesome Halloween, and uh, thanks for posting, buddy. I can't wait to see you guys sometime real soon. All right, guys. You know, it was nice getting the old group back together, all three of us. Uh, You know, a little quick top ten list, something that was great for us to throw together and just kind of, you know, feed off from one another what we thought our best ride vehicle would be. You know, I have a lot of good family memories on being in some of these rides. Uh, I had a great time seeing you guys tonight. I had a great time talking about it. And uh, it's good to see you guys again. Is this where I say something poignant? I guess so. I sure missed you guys. I, I sure did. You, buddy. I sure did. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I got to, you know, I was, um, I was like, really kind of busy here so i was kind of in and out of the group and and uh you know i know uh the wheels are going to turn and and our disney i like i like the term disney elitist the ones who just love disney are just going to just keep that magic alive um so i missed you know i missed a couple posts and whatever um but i do want to uh close on this uh did you see the um the hocus pocus 2 yes and i'm so excited isn't that a cool little bit of news that came today? I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I know that is a must for a lot of people. Um, and, and with that, um, I know Halloween is over. 
Um, I want to uh, give uh, Dominguez um, some props for running with the Hocus Pocus theme over Halloween. Uh, I know Halloween is over with, but uh, what an incredible, um, an incredible, credible uh, display. I wish she lived closer because I would have loved to have seen that personally. Um, guys, I just want to say uh, it's nice to be back. I missed all of you out there in all 160 countries that's downloaded now. And I do want to say this. Have a fantastic, fantastic week and an incredible weekend. And I and and I also want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to our Patreon supporters. Thank you for believing in the show. Thank you for um, contributing. And um, you know, it's it's uh, uh, people like you that that allow us to uh, start looking at other aspects of um, creating uh, different different parts of the show and and having the show grow. So thank you for that. Yeah, you know what, too, guys, if you're wanting to be uh, part of the patron family, and we have some special, special things on the horizon for our patron family, uh, you can head over to our website, um, and you can find the link there to uh, to become part of our patron family. We have some special shows just coming for our patron family. We have a Facebook group being built just for, just for you. So, um, guys, look. The littlest thing uh, that you can do there to help us grow the show, to take care of the financial aspect. We really appreciate you, and uh, yeah, it's, it's they're amazing. I love doing top ten lists. One, it gets everyone talking, so we want to hear your top ten lists. So do us a favor. Jump on that Facebook group if you've not done it yet. Make sure to go over to Disney Dads Podcast Family on Facebook. Push that join button. We will say accept and become a part of the family. That's where we get all those amazing pictures for Picks of the Week. You can find all of our social media, though, too, at www.disneydadspodcast.com. You can also find our email, uh, disneydadspodcast at gmail.com, and our personal emails are there as well. Also, give us a call, 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. While you're doing that, leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear your voice on one of the shows. Send us a text on future show ideas, something you would like to hear. Guys, we do this show for you, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, with that said, guys, I had a fantastic um, Halloween. I dressed up as a cow, and I think Katie was finally happy to just call, be able to call me a cow like I am. And uh, she would tell me to move out of the way uh, all the time, but I had a great time. And I cannot, cannot wait until next week to join you two again because I always have fun seeing those smiling faces. Until next time, guys, have a good night. Good night, buddy. Good night, man. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin, let the one and that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.